0: Hey, teacups, and welcome to the Tea with V podcast. I'm your host, Valerie Barney, and for the next 30 minutes, we're going to discuss, well, whatever's on my mind. Hope you enjoy. Hi, guys, welcome back to episode four. I hope everyone is having a fabulous week. I hope that you are enjoying the fall season and all the beauty that comes with it. So this week I wanted to talk about something that is super super exciting. It's relationships and romantic ones. Not like relationship with your mom or your friends or anything like that, but romantic relationships. How fun is that, right? But before I get started on that, I do want to update you guys on my routines and my health and fitness journey. So Just to be blunt, I have been slacking a little bit on my health and fitness and my routine. I had a couple of dips in my week, but um, I am continuing on. I went grocery shopping. The last three days, I've been doing pretty good, but I did have a couple hiccups, and I'm giving myself grace through it. I am telling myself, the more you're consistent, the more results you'll see, and the more things will start going in your favor, so sticking with it and that is my update and i'm feeling good today so here we are relationships guys i just love love i mean who doesn't right who doesn't love a good rom-com who doesn't love a good novel about romance just all of it hearing the stories of your friends watching people get married it's just so fun to watch two people come together and see the beauty that it brings whether it's through kids, careers, things that they accomplish, seeing somebody happy through the eyes of somebody else. I mean, it's just so beautiful. It's so exciting. It's so, it's so refreshing, you know? And I think majority of us in life, we seek to find that. If you haven't found it already, you're probably out there like me longing for it. And it's okay to be in that season that's what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about being in a season of singleness and learning how to navigate it in a way that is beneficial to your purpose. You know, sometimes we think that we have to wait on somebody or something to happen for our life to work. But the more older I get, The older I get, the more I realize that you have to just become the person you're supposed to be on your own, and the other things are just blessings on top of. They're they're just the cherries on top. So I have been boy crazy since I was about four years old. That's my earliest memory. Anyways, I had a crush in kindergarten, and I started when I was four because of my birthday being in October. I had this crush on this little boy who was. So adorable, chubby little white boy with like the deepest dimples. You guys, I used to remember fantasizing that he would call me, that he would knock on my door bringing me flowers, and even that he would come to propose to me to my house. What in the world? And I still vividly remember those fantasies and those visions. What four year old is thinking like that? I was boy crazy from the day I could walk, okay? So. I pretty much was just, I was just hopeless from day one. But as I got older, you know, boys started liking me back. Things started getting more serious. Um, My first boyfriend, I met him when I was 14. He lived up north. We actually met at a church convention. Well, we met on Everyone's Connected. If you guys know what that is, then you're probably my age or older because it's, it's a really old social media site before Facebook and all of that, before MySpace even, okay, that's going way back, so we met way back then, and when we met in person, we just clicked, we had so many good times, honestly, some of my best friends were made through his church and the group of friends, so he, okay, him and a lot of the guys from his church, they all have girlfriends, and we all became super close friends, in fact, Margot If you guys have seen her on my Instagram or my Facebook or you guys know her in person, her and I became really close because both of our boyfriends went to the same church and we were both SoCal girls and they were NorCal boys. Jeez, can't even speak. That was like a tongue twister. (laughs) They were both NorCal boys and we just would drive up a lot together and it just allowed us to spend so much time together and we just became really close. But yeah, so a lot of my friends were met through that and just so many good times when we used to go to Praise on the Mountain, which was Six Flags, for the church would like have this big concert and we would go together and just all the times that we drove up there, they drove down here, our families got along really well and, you know, just those those really fun first boyfriend experiences, good times, but Then things started becoming really drama when this new guy started taking an interest in me. My first boyfriend and I, we had just made things official because I wasn't allowed to officially have a boyfriend until I was 16. So I had just turned 16 and this other guy started seeing me and he just, I guess, fell head over heels for me. Oh my word, it became such a love triangle and I was so torn. Does anybody remember those days? Because that was like, the biggest drama of your life that was first world problems right there love triangles oh my goodness so I was like back and forth they would talk they would fight I mean just ridiculousness but in true teenage girl fashion I ended up choosing the second guy and making it even more complicated And the first guy, like we were already so connected in so many ways besides just me and him, like our families were so intertwined. It just became like this whole fiasco. But I was like, I don't care. I like this other guy now and I'm just going with it, (laughs) which honestly, I'm so glad that I went with it, you guys, because I look back, I didn't have a really great example growing up. My parents got divorced when I was six and even up until I was six, I didn't really have a relationship with my dad because he was in and out of jail on drugs just not a good not a good example not a good role model in my life and my mom really did a good job of sheltering me but I just didn't have that good relationship example and so I remember when I started dating with second guy he just really showed me what it meant to be treated right and to be cared for and to be seen and and to be truly loved for just being me, for just being myself. Like, I couldn't do anything to make him not love me. Like, he, he really did love me with everything. And I, to this day, I am so thankful for that relationship. We had the best. We were best friends. We did everything together. And he was just, he was just the best. My whole family adored him. In fact, my aunt was just devastated when we broke up. And people at my church, just everyone was really heartbroken when it ended, but the reason why it did was because he gave me an ultimatum basically and I was I wasn't perfect in that relationship.'ll I'll preface it by saying that I was not the greatest girlfriend. Like I said, I didn't have a good example growing up, so I didn't know how to treat guys. I didn't know how to how to act to him. I didn't know how to care for him back and. There was a lot of hurt that I caused him. And and it's painful to look back on that because how good he was to me and how I treated him. It just, it wasn't really fair, but he loved me anyways. And, you know, there was a lot I could have done differently, but isn't that just part of life? Like when you look back on your teens, there's always something that you're like, oh my gosh, you're just cringing at or you're regretting. And I won't per se say that I regret the way that I treated him because it was a learning experience but there's times where I wish I treated him better because he didn't deserve to be treated the way he did and on the contrary he wasn't perfect either he treated me incredible but you could tell the immaturity in our relationship by the by the things that we did to each other so when he gave me that ultimatum and said you need to tell me whether or not you're going to marry me or else I'm gone I froze I felt suffocated, I felt overwhelmed, and I felt so much pressure, and I chose my career. And I look back and I I wonder, there's so many times throughout the, the past years that I have wondered if I made the right choice. I mean, I've been haunted by it because I remember when we broke up, you know, in breakups, there's so many times when you say things that are, they are just not what you should be saying to somebody because it does it haunts you for life but he told me he was like if you break up with me you're gonna regret it for the rest of your life and karma's gonna get you so bad and so when I did when we finally split ways he actually ultimately I would say he broke up with me because he told me he was just done like he didn't even wait for my answer he just was like I'm done and there was so many times in my life where Relationships were just not going anywhere. I was being played. I was being brokenhearted by guy after guy. And every time I would just hear my ex's words in my head just play like a broken record like, this is what you deserve. This is what you get. This is your karma. And I know he would never want me to feel that way, even to this day. But that just goes to show when you say things to people, people don't forget it. And I know there's probably things that I've said to him that he doesn't forget either, you know? So watch what you say when you're in relationships and when you're breaking up. And even when you're in relationships and you're just having fights, like you need to be careful what you say to one another. Anyways, moving along, I ended up choosing my career and... Like I said, there was just so many times where I wondered if I made the right decision because I look back and I'm like, what did I what do I have to show for my life? He's married now, and I'm so happy for him, by the way. I am we don't have any connection anymore, but I did meet his wife one time and she was just a pure saint. Like you can't hate her even if you tried. She's just gorgeous and so sweet and perfect for him and I know she adores him and that's exactly what he deserves. but there was so many times in my life where I was like, what did I do that made choosing my career worth it you know and I just I would go in circle after circle after circle. honestly until the other day when I was standing in the kitchen and I was just on the brink of tears because I was just thinking about how good he and I had it and what what we could have accomplished together. And God stopped me and he said, you're where you're supposed to be, Val. And the journey that you had to go on, even if you feel like you weren't doing anything, you were. If you guys listen to my growth episode, that's kind of what I'm I'm meaning here. And that's kind of what God was revealing to me is that even though you feel like you weren't going anywhere or sh- having anything to show for it, there was growth taking place. You had to walk this journey alone in order to end up where you're going So it gave me so much peace inside, and it just really showed me that I'm where I am supposed to be, even though somebody might look at me and say, oh, you would have been much better off marrying him, and your guys' life would have been so much further along, and da-da-da-da-da, and I don't know, who knows, you know, but we can't spend our times worrying about the what-ifs, because that will only cause us to downward spiral and it'll cause us to just overthink and continue to distract us from where we're supposed to be and from what we're supposed to be doing. And that's kind of what I wanted to share right now. After he and I broke up, I did date a couple other guys and they were they weren't long term. But I haven't had a good relationship since then. There's been no substance to any relationship that I've had. There's been no um depth or value honestly so that's not I mean that's what I feel from it there's not been anything where I can feel I walked away from a relationship and and it taught me anything but what I have come to realize is that it's all part of my journey and I did go through some really dark times and I know that there's a lot of you who are listening to this who are probably single I know that a lot of the girls who've reached out to me and Thanked me for this podcast. You're single. And there's a couple of you that are in relationships. And this maybe isn't it isn't exactly for you. You might be able to take some things from it, but this is more geared towards my single ladies and gents. There is so many times, you guys, when we're single, especially if you're in a long season of singleness, where you're gonna stand there and you're gonna question your loneliness and you're gonna equate it to emptiness. But that is the exact opposite attitude to have. I've realized that you can be lonely, but you can still be fulfilled. And you can still be living your purpose. Loneliness is not something that we can ever escape in life. I feel even people who are married and are in relationships can experience loneliness. Loneliness is not something that we can get through life being unscathed by it's something that we're gonna have to face at one point or another but emptiness on the other hand is not something that you have to take on it's not something that you have to go through emptiness is your choice and in these times of being single I've been I would say I've been pretty much single since I was 21 so most of my 20s and I did date a couple of guys. In between that were just like a couple months long and like I said they didn't really add any value or substance to my life all they did was just break my heart even more <laughs> but I really allowed myself to feel empty in those times and I felt I knew that you know we need to be whole before we find our soulmate and we find our spouse but I didn't realize how distracted I was my last boyfriend which ended in January of 2020 right before the pandemic happened he and I I mean it just was it was bad news from the start he wasn't a bad guy by any means he was actually a pretty awesome guy still is a pretty awesome guy very sweet very cool guy but anywho he and I just didn't work out and I allowed myself to just go into a really dark place and after and I just allowed myself to feel hopeless and so incomplete and I remember going to a service my mom I guess had been praying for me and she took me to a service and this guy called me out and he prophesied over me and said exactly what you just went through is water under the bridge get over it because it's like it's gone and he said but it happened because it was supposed to And in two years, you will know exactly why it didn't work out. And like I said, that was in January 30, 2020. So it's coming up on that two year mark. And I'm I'm really anxious to see what God meant by that. I don't know if it's him bringing somebody else in my life. I don't know if it's just me being fulfilled in other ways. I don't know what it is, but I do know that God, don't, he knows exactly what he's doing and everything that we go through is for a purpose. And I look back on all those single years where I didn't have kids, I didn't have a husband, I didn't have all these responsibilities, but I allowed myself to sulk in self-pity and yes, it was hard because I had so much pressure on me. And if you're single and you're in the church especially, you know the pressures. If you're in your 30s, your 20s, there is an extreme amount of pressure on us for being single. And people are constantly asking questions about why we're single. Are we talking to anybody? Just all this stuff. And it becomes, it becomes a lot. But in those times, if we can find a way to fulfill ourselves and to continue walking even through the loneliness, even through the hurt, and use our life for better and for good and become whole on our own, I believe that's where the beauty comes in. So I was sitting here the other day in my room and I was like, oh my word, I need more time being single because I'm starting to finally feel like... I realize the point in life and it's not to have somebody, you know, I think, especially in the church, we're made to feel like we're not complete until we get married and we're not, we haven't arrived until we get married. Like career isn't even on the top of the list. It's getting married and having kids. That is when you arrive, but it's really not. When you arrive is when you find contentment in being yourself. And I'm not saying like this new age, like, oh, be true to you, like live in your sin and love it. That's not what I'm talking about. And I rebuke that, honestly, like that spirit makes me sick. I'm talking about the God given purpose, giving your life for God's will. That's what I'm talking about. And finding your true self in him, finding your value and your validation in him. That is when you have made it. We need to learn to listen to God. And once we do, we need to stop doubting him because that's been my biggest problem. And this is more geared on my experiences this whole episode. It's been things that I've gone through, right? I've, I've gone through amazing, happy, fulfilling relationships. I've gone through heartbreaking ones. But one person who has never left is me. One person who never will is me. I have to live with myself forever. And I need to learn to treat myself right, to be comfortable with myself, and to know that when God tells me something and when God promises something to me, he's not going to go back on his word. He's going to see it through. But we have to start stop. This is one of my pastor's quotes. Stop doubting in the darkness what God told you in the light. It's so important to hold on to those words and to hold on to those promises. And to trust what you knew and what you knew to be true in the light, to cling on to that when you're in the darkness, because you can't see straight in the dark. Let the preparation of this single season in your life, let that preparation be your focus. You need to prepare yourself for what's to come, because you're not always going to have this amount of time, this little of responsibility, You're going to have so much more on your plate as time goes on and as more people are added to your life. And yes, it's going to be a beautiful season when we find our spouses. It's going to be a beautiful season when we become parents, but it's also really overwhelming at times when you go through those times. So gain everything that you can. Mold yourself into who you want to be, who God wants you to be in this time. Life really isn't about chasing what we don't have. It's appreciating what we do while we pursue what we desire. Like maybe we'll get to that final destination. Maybe we won't. Maybe we're going to die young. We don't know what tomorrow holds. But if we're chasing something, actually I shouldn't say something. When we're chasing someone, like we have this vision, oh, I have to get married. I have to do this. I have to do that. We could still be working towards that. But not becoming obsessive about it because that can destroy our current journey. We have to learn to find our footing guys. And don't waste time like I did because I look back and I just wasted so much time sulking in my self-pity. I just I would sit there days on end. and and granted, I did go through a lot of depression and a lot of mental instability. But I did get myself back up and I worked on it. I went to a therapist, a Christian therapist, and I seen her and I talked to her because I wasn't okay on my own. And that's one thing I want to encourage you. If you're dealing with that right now and you're at the beginning stages of it, talk to somebody. Learn to find somebody where you can talk those things out and you can work it out because the sooner you do that, the better. Relationships are so fun and of course we're longing for them. And I really do. I hope and pray each of you find that special someone in your life and I hope that God directs every path. I hope that you never settle. This is like I said this is something that I want to talk about a lot more. I want to explore the topic of relationships with people who are single, people who have been single for a short period of time, a long period of time. People who are in relationships, people who have been married for years, people who have been divorced. Like I want to talk about it to everybody, but I truly do believe that when it comes to relationships, we have to first be content in our relationship with ourselves because there is never going to be a relationship that works. And I I still look back and I still do, you guys, I still do doubt whether or not I made the right decision with that second boyfriend of mine. I don't regret it. And I don't beat myself up about it, but I do question whether or not I made that right choice because I wasn't right with myself and I ruined a lot of things for myself at that time, but it also allowed me to see what was going on inside. It was one of those wake up moments for me where I said, there's something that I need to fix inside of me because we're so quick to blame the other people. I think that's why people get divorced so often. They wanna blame the other person for all the mistakes that they're having or all the problems that they're having and all the mistakes that they're making when a lot of times I would say nine out of ten it's ourselves that are causing the problem when I was at ladies conference one of the sisters who was talking she's like she's like you know we leave churches because there's problems there and she's like we leave all these situations because there's problems there but she's like we don't realize like we're the problem, and we're there wherever we go. Like, you're there wherever you go. (laughs) Just the way she said it was so funny, and it was such a wake-up call for me, because I'm like, yes, it's so, you guys, I've talked about it a million times. It's so important to celebrate yourself, but it's also so important to realize, like, a lot of times you are the problem. Like, when there's problems happening, we're quick to blame others, but take a look in the mirror because you might be the main issue. (laughs) And it's okay to laugh about it. It's okay to be lighthearted about it. We don't have to be so serious about it. We could just be like, "Oop, that was me. And let's fix that, you know. And when it comes to relationships, we need to be more comfortable in that area of, of knowing that we're also at fault. It's not just the other person. Because I think it's easier to see when you're with somebody you you see all their flaws right when you're super close with somebody so it's easy to point that out but we forget that with our own flaws that's the hardest thing to deal with is flaws like when you have something that's that's an issue it's hard to work it out like when you have depression that you're dealing with that's hard to get through so it's not something that's just oh like you need to stop you need to shape up Like, no, that takes work. So be gentle with others. Learn to be gentle and and start practicing. If you're single, start practicing on your family and give them grace so that when you do come to meet this special someone, you're ready to give them grace as well. Because we have to be prepared physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. We have to be prepared to accept that person and to take care of that person. We want everybody to take care of us, to take care of our feelings, but we don't ever want to take care of others because it's a lot of work. You know, it it can be really hard to take care of other people. So yeah, that's just, that's my topic in a nutshell. And one person that I will be bringing on is my brother because he and I are both in a season of singleness right now. He's had one girlfriend, I've had four boyfriends, and his experiences are a lot different coming from a point of view that comes from a man, right? Like, I'm a girl, so the way that we think is just entirely different, but I am super excited to bring him on here because I think it's important for the girls listening to understand The male perspective on dating, especially in the church, and vice versa. I think if you're a guy listening to this, it's going to be important to listen to my opinions because we see things differently, and it's okay to do that, but we need to understand before we can accept that future someone in our life. Like, we have to understand the way each other's brains work because it'll help us in the long run, you know? But yeah, there's more to talk about. There's so much here. And if you guys have any specific things that you want me to dive into, please let me know. I'm trying to, with this podcast, kind of open up all these cans of worms so that I can dive into them deeper because I can't just like dive into a story so I feel on relationships without prefacing all this stuff first and so I like to do that and that's just the way I want to work this out but yeah I and I do want to say one more thing that just came to mind about preparation and about just the journey of of going through things and getting a reward at the end I was reading the book of Ruth last week and it's funny because I mean I've heard this story I've read it But I don't think I was ever really paying attention and relating it to my life in a sense. You know, the Bible is funny like that. Like it really, it speaks to us in different seasons in different ways. And when I was reading Ruth, I was kind of laughing because (laughs) everyone always is saying, single women are always saying, oh, I can't wait for my Boaz. And I'm just like... Okay, like I really want to read this now that I'm super single and getting up there in age. I want, to re- I want to read and really try to understand this story. So for those of you who are not familiar with this book, Ruth was married. She married into a family. It was the mom, the dad, and the two sons. And so the two sons married their wives and one of them was Ruth. And then tragedy struck and Ruth's father-in-law passed away, Ruth's husband passed away, and Ruth's brother-in-law passed away. And her mother-in-law, Naomi, was just trying to convince her to go back to where she's from and to start a new life because she's like, you're young, go find a new husband, go start a new life, I'm old, I have nothing to give you. But Ruth really showed her loyalty to her mother-in-law and said, no, I'm going to go with you and I'm going to stay with you until you die. Like, I'm here to serve you. And she followed Ruth wherever she went and they, um, they moved back And in that time, Ruth was serving her mother-in-law and she went to go collect, I believe it was food in the field and the field owner was Boaz. And so he noticed her in the field and I just found it funny because, you know, people are saying, oh, I want my Boaz. That's not my dream type of story as far as somebody seeking me out and pursuing me. I just didn't like the way it unfolded because basically he just noticed her and then I think he was interested in her but he kind of tried to offer her to another cousin or another family member and they were like oh like no i don't want to marry her like i just want her land and then so he was like oh it's okay like i'll marry her and so he ends up marrying her and gives her a son and then naomi was able to grandmother the child and feel like she had life again and that she had family again and It brought so much restoration to Naomi as well but what I loved about the story was that Ruth went through so much tragedy like she lost her husband she lost her father-in-law and her brother-in-law and she went through all of this and she became super loyal and like a servant basically to her mother-in-law not out of force but because she wanted to do it and in that time is when God blessed her like while she was doing what she was supposed to be doing that spoke to me because so often we're so focused focused on trying to recognize oh is that him is that is that my future husband when we just need to be doing the work of God and doing what we need to be doing in life and it'll happen it's it's one of those things that happen naturally so I just wanted to encourage you guys with that story and just let you know that while you're waiting work work in the waiting and your blessing will come your reward is on its way. Stay faithful, stay encouraged, keep your head up. It's okay to feel lonely, but it's not okay to allow yourself to fill that emptiness, that void, because true fulfillment comes through Jesus Christ and through doing what we are called to do. And our ultimate goal is not to get married. That's not what it is. Our ultimate goal is to serve and to be a vessel for God. So, just get to work and everything will unfold like a rose in due time. I love you guys all. I'm excited to continue on this little series of relationships and to bring other people on. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Let me know what you thought about it. And yeah, I'm on Apple Podcasts now. So feel free to listen on there, Spotify, and there's a couple other places that you can listen to. If you just go to the Anchor app, it'll show you all of them. Love you guys, and I will see you next week.